Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 217. My name is Colin O'Hearn, and in lieu of Alice Bell not being here, she's currently in Los Angeles covering the Electronic Entertainment Expo for VideoGamer.com. I am joined by three strapping young men, three beautiful growing boys from Rosero Network, of course, Xbox Achievements and PlayStation Trophies. I have Dan Webb. Hello, Dan. Hello. I have Dean Abdu. Hello, Dean. Hello. I have Rich Walker. Hello, Rich. Hello. Now, it's, uh, this episode of the Video Gamer Podcast is going to be a bit different to the normal ones. We're going to break down all of the E3 press conferences that have happened. Uh, but before we get on to that, how is everyone? Is everyone, are the bodies okay? Has everyone adjusted to this new uh, time, kind of the shift work that we've basically been doing? No. Okay. <laughs> your, your sleep pattern's a bit fucked, Rich. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I woke up at... Three o'clock yesterday in the afternoon and about 12 today. So, yeah, I'm all over the place. Right. Fucked, I think is a technical term. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an exciting time, isn't it? You know, like it, yeah. it is E3 after sure. all, so... All right, well, it's good. This is fucking... Yeah. I'm glad to see your enthusiasm, <laughs> Rich. Yeah, hype. <laughs> hype. The first press conference... Uh, that was on was EA on Saturday June the 10th and I mean yeah we, we'll go through what they announced but not an awful lot Dan no it's uh, for want of a better term it was very disappointing mm. um, the weird thing was though, that EA kind of pushed their pro- possibly their biggest title to the Microsoft conference so I mean it didn't really have a lot it had a load of sports it basically had every sports game had the journey Yes. Uh, and then there was a new IP, which looked really cool. Uh, and then Star Wars Battlefront 2 for half an hour, which was a little bit odd. Yeah, very much so. Um, so the new IP that uh, you make reference to, of course, was Anthem, which, yeah, we'll get onto that when we speak about Microsoft's press conference. Because got it was just uh, a slick kind of cinematic trailer. But we knew little else about it. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a minute. We got a trailer for Need for Speed Payback, which is a, it's a Fast and the Furious game. Absolutely. Do right. you know? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping, though, and I think we spoke about this last week, Rich, uh, on the podcast, uh, about the last edition of Need for Speed and the FMV and the fist bumps. Yeah. So I'm hoping there's FMV in this one as well, because well, it was just excellent. No, no mention or showing of it as yet, though. No, and I would have thought they'd want to, you know, put that front and center because everyone loved it so much <laughs> last yeah, time. That's a real crowd pleaser. Yeah, <laughs> people really enjoyed. So yeah, bizarre. I, I wonder uh, what shape the uh, game will take. Whether they have eschewed the uh, the FMV, mm. we'll, we'll have to find out. I guess uh, we got a couple of Battlefield One announcements, new night maps, uh, DLC called In the Name of the Czar. It's coming September, um, and yeah, as you say, Dan. Every sport game has a journey now. Madden 18 has long shot. <laughs> NBA Live 18 has the one. But are we definite that that is a story mode? Because I know it was single player and it was basically you could play on... Uh, you could basically craft your, your NBA career by starting playing on the streets. Basically basically NBA streets. Kind of on real world kind of outdoor courts, I suppose. Or you could play in... I don't know, what, what would they be called? Not stadiums, what are they called in basketball? Arenas, I suppose. Yeah. 
Um, like, yeah, is, is there an actual story here in well, NBA Live? Well, it doesn't really make it very clear, but knowing EA, when Sonic works, they like to shoehorn it into every yeah. single franchise they have. So based on that, I'm saying that it is a story yeah. mode per se. Mm. Um, I don't know, but like the, the YouTube um, description said story mode. Yeah. So I'm going, I based my kind of opinion entirely on that. And yeah. 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 The uh, next golf game's got Rory Story. Rory Story. I'd <laughs> yeah. play that. I'd play that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Longshot was in Madden 18, which has Remy Danton from House of Cards. Any House of Cards fans? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 boy. yeah sure. ah, so I was like, yes, cool. it's quite cool. There was a guy from Friday Night Lights as well, which is a show I have been told is very good, but I've never watched it. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> uh, and FIFA 18 had a trailer which... Uh, Harry Redknapp was in for some reason. There Don't know why the fuck he's getting work. There were loads of them. Weren't there? there was Harry Redknapp, Rio Ferdinand. There was uh, who else was on there? Pep was there. Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Pep was, yeah. Um, I was Pirlo on it? Uh, was he? Was Pirlo on it as well? There's a lot of well-known footballers on it. Mm-hmm. Wes, Wes, like, Wes, Wes, <laughs> Wes didn't make the cut, sadly. <laughs> uh, I think the... One of the more notable things to come from EA's press conference was A Way Out, which is from the creator of Brothers A Tale of Two Sons, uh, from the new developer Hazelight. And A Way Out is basically a story-driven co-op game where two two prisoners are trying to ex- escape prison and trying to, from what I gathered, trying to come up with a plan between them where there is, there is kind of a a path that you go along but it's not entirely linear I don't know was I is that the impression you got Dan? yeah a little bit because they they pointed out that it is a split screen game but then I was like oh because he was talking about couch co-op yeah but then you can play it online so I was like okay fair enough but the interesting thing was that you could move while the other person was in a cutscene. Yeah, that was cool, yeah. So I assume that the only reason you would do that is if you could actually change something. Because if what's the point if you are just watching him from another perspective? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming there's stuff you can do to kind of manipulate the situation there. Obviously, we don't know, and this is all speculation at the moment. Um, but I don't know. They're like, is, is it Joseph Farrers? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he's clearly an interesting guy. Clearly knows how to make good video games and interesting video games with narrative uh, especially after like brothers um so i'm kind of really intrigued to see where they take it mm-hmm. can you punch your partner in the back of the head while they're in a cutscene <laughs> and ruin it see i'd love to know whether you can actually just walk behind them and just walk in yeah, circles yeah. while yeah. they're doing the, uh, the cutscene can you deliberately fuck with the immersion <laughs> yeah, yeah right because that's uh, what i do yeah like, of course dickhead mode um yeah they finished off with star wars battlefront 2 which i found this a little bit funny right because you had uh, the lead actress from the game, or the the actress who plays the lead character, don't have her name offhand, but she came out. She started speaking about the the offline story mode because they showed the tweet from uh, what's his name, Finn from Star Wars. What's the actor's name? John Boyega. That's yeah, the guy. The and uh, it was all then. It was gonna. Oh yeah, the story. Of course, there is going to be story in this, which we knew already a couple of months ago. But then they just spent the next half an hour talking about multiplayer, which I was like, okay. Okay, I guess fair enough. Um, which was was fine. I don't know. I'm not the Star Wars guy here. I know, like Dean, you're big into Star Wars. They they basically said the game will have more vehicles, abilities, classes. 
just it, it there's going to be more of it in terms of just multiplayer does it make you excited uh well yeah definitely like i mean when you look at back in star wars and seeing like there's more than just the tie fighters uh and stuff like that it'll be interesting to see what other stuff that they're going to add into the multiplayer aspect but i'm with you in the fact that i kind of want to see more from the story like that's one of the things that a lot of people including myself wanted from battlefront which it, it was absent of like the multiplayer was fucking great but i would i want to see story and so battlefront 2 is going to have a story they should have spoke more about the story they didn't they just focused on the multiplayer so that was kind of disappointing i'm still not sold on the story personally Speaking as a Star Wars fan, I Why don't want to be a bad guy. I do. You do? Yeah, yeah, you, definitely. You live life as a bad I wanna, guy, Rich. I want to slaughter the younglings. <laughs> I'm interested to see. It seems like it's like it's one of the things. Like it's You're playing as, obviously, the bad people, but in the perspective of the bad people, so it doesn't... So l- the bad people are the good people. Yeah, so you, like, <laughs> you're seeing like why they did this fight, and you're like, okay... Now I understand why the bad people are the bad people and they think that they're not the bad people, they're actually the good people. Oh, <laughs> yeah? I want an FMV bump, fist bump Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good show. Uh, so that was EA, it was fine. Um, then late or the following day, on uh, the Sunday, we got Microsoft's. Uh, we kicked off with the Xbox briefing. And the main story coming out of this was, of course the scorpio it got a name it got a price and it got a release date so it's the xbox one x xbox the xbox it's going to cost 499 dollars <laughs> and it's going to be out on the 7th of november uh is everyone happy with the name does everyone like no. the name no i <laughs> think it's fine yeah i think that's it i think it is just fine i don't i think it's going to be really confusing going into shops uh can i get the xbox which xbox uh i don't know there's the xbox there's the xbox one s there's the xbox one the xbox one x it's like i don't know i i genuinely think and whilst i don't know some people might think it's a bit silly like x and s is going to confuse people yeah yeah they're gonna Great. go I, I want an xbox one i want the new one that they showed during the the thing at late at night i, I want that you go in it's like uh, was it was it the Xbox One X or S or whatever you don't know the S is the cheaper one okay I'll get that then I yeah. I think it's just a little bit confusing I I think they could have they could have went with something like Pro Elite I don't know just something your standard word yeah um, I agree definitely uh, that would have kind of just communicated a little bit better um, we also got word that Gears of War Forza Killer Instinct Halo Wars Two Minecraft, all getting 4K upscaled for mm. for the Xbox One X, as well as 30 third-party games, uh, which hopefully more and more of that will kind of be doled out. But the, one of the biggest announcements out of this was about backwards compatibility, uh, because backwards compatibility is coming to the Xbox One and will allow you to play... Uh, well, the the original Xbox, original Xbox games, uh, yeah. that's coming to Xbox One with Crimson Skies touted as one of the mm. na- the many that you'll be able to play. And these games also will look better yeah. on the Xbox One, I believe, through magic, Rich Walker. <laughs> yeah, it, it's magic, yeah. That's what it is. That's what they said. Um, they also said that your existing Xbox original discs will work as standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, Peripheral Maker Hyperkin 
are manufacturing a new version of the classic Duke controller, I the massive that, one. Yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. it's called classic. It yeah. was the ugliest controller <laughs> I've ever seen. Well, they replaced it within a year, didn't they, Microsoft? They did, yeah. But they're, they're bringing it back. It'll have a few extra little bells and whistles, like a little LCD display where the uh, logo is, uh, and then they'll add bumpers and other shit. Mm. Uh, I'm so not... I'm not, fussed. I, no, I don't want one. <laughs> like about the controller, about the backwards compatibility. I like to play what's new, mm-hmm. not yeah. what's well old. Yeah. People asked for it though. People want it. So I, there must I'm be a market out there it. for it. But you know, yeah. the, you know this this fact uh, that they were throwing around about because uh, you could play certain 360 games on your Xbox One, yeah. and there was a figure being thrown around by uh, the folks at Xbox I think it was where was it 52% of players were playing old oh, games but that's what I said the other night I'm not sure it's around that but it was it, somewhere around that it was that. a good percentage like how how much of that percentage is because of Red Dead like uh, I mean I, <laughs> that's a good point like, how many people are actually going back and playing old games there, there is without a doubt a certain amount of people but it's not going to be Fucking loads, I would imagine. I don't know. I mean, me, me, and a few of my buddies, we go back and play uh, Black Ops um, on the Xbox One because that's backwards compat. But you're a child. <laughs> that's all the kids are doing. Playing all Black the kids Ops. are playing the old <laughs> games. Yeah. Uh, well, in terms of new games, uh, we got an announcement for Forza Seven, which was that was going to happen. Uh, it's out holiday 2017 on the Xbox One X and Xbox mm. One and PC. Um, and or sorry, holiday on Xbox One X, but October third on PC and Xbox. There was a car on stage. Fucking why not? I suppose. <laughs> but the most interesting thing out of Forza was that it will run on Xbox One X native 4K and at 60 FPS, which that is a big deal because generally on the PS4 Pro, uh, it's you sacrifice one or the other. You're either on 4K at 30 or your 1080 at 60. Uh, mm-hmm. So if the Xbox One X, like this, Forza basically is, uh, or it, it shows that the Xbox One X has that capability. So hopefully we'll kind of see more of that, I guess. Um, well, of the Xbox One games though, Forza's always hit 1080 and 60, hasn't it? It's, it's always their kind of showpiece, yeah. right? Yeah. They're always trying to push the console with it and look, this is what we can do. But in reality, it's a racing game. There isn't really a lot to do. I mean, they make the cars shiny, mm-hmm. but <laughs> rain. people are on a track, right? Rain, mate. Yeah. Rain. Oh, and fog and stuff yeah. like that. Rain, so fog, a bit of snow, maybe. Uh, yeah. what, what other racing games have been doing for the, <laughs> the last yeah. decade or <laughs> <Right>. so? <laughs> it's finally in Forza. Um, Metro Exodus. A sequel to 2013's Metro Last Light. This was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I don't well, think anyone called this. No. Um, it was. Or it, it, it's going to come to Xbox One and PlayStation Four, uh, but on on stage. I think the the messaging of what was an exclusive and what wasn't was. I don't think it was that well communicated because Microsoft didn't actually have many exclusive exclusives, but it did have a few console exclusives. And is Metro Exodus timed? Is that a timed exclusive? That's what people were saying, but I didn't hear anything about that. Like you say, the, the messaging was a little bit muddy. Because mm. the amount of times they said exclusive, I forgot which was an exclusive and which yeah. wasn't, because it was like, <laughs> exclusive. And then yeah. it said on the bottom, it's like, coming to PCs and coming to consoles. Exclusive like, for a week. Yeah. It's like, fucking, come on. Uh, but... 
this uh, I, I thought Metro looked very good it looked it looked Metro like yeah for sure but kind of shinier nicer um, they, I, I feel like this was a fucking massive one though Player Unknown's Battlegrounds huge um, coming to Xbox One X uh, late 2017 this is I believe a timed exclusive because they um, what's his name what's Player Unknown's real name Brendan Green I think or yes, something um he has said before that it will be coming to consoles. So, like, plural. It will be coming to the PlayStation 4. Don't know about Switch. But, uh, yeah, the, the first console that's going to be on is Xbox One. And that could be that could be a clincher for many people who are on the fence because yep. of how popular this is. I know you're big into it, Dan. Yep. And that's even without having played it. Yeah, yeah. I watch a lot on Twitch mm. with kind of PC envy because I don't have a, a good enough rig at home to play PC games so I just have to live through Twitch and then hope for a console release and obviously with the the X now I nearly called it Scorpio uh, <laughs> we've got a really powerful console that can actually do a lot of these PC games quite easily uh, and Battlegrounds yeah I just love the idea Battle Royale 100 go in one comes out I'll come out about like 96 so um, <laughs> but still I like, generous yeah, yeah I know right <laughs> uh, I'll probably just fall off a cliff on the way um but big open worlds uh, i love the idea of it i love the tension of it i love that every game tells a unique story mm. uh, and that no two stories are the same so you make your own narratives and stuff like that it's a shitty narrative but um but i just think that it will be a it'd be massive this fall autumn yep yeah, right? yeah. i think microsoft went after the right game maybe they've even paid for like over the odds for the exclusive Potentially, no. It would. It would. I think it's money well spent if they did. I do. I completely agree. Um, they've also got like PC, big PC games coming across that they didn't talk about at the conference, like Path of Exile. Yeah, those are the two kind of games that they're going after the PC market to get onto um, consoles. Uh, and I think that Battlegrounds is. I think that was probably their biggest announcement of the conference. Yeah, I mean it's definitely up there. But well, I don't know. Actually, do you know what you say that? But, like, I hadn't... There was no rumours, no nothing on this game. So it was quite a big surprise. Of course, Assassin's Creed Origins uh, got announced at uh, the Microsoft press conference. It's set in Egypt. There's big fuck-off serpents. Uh, there was a big fuck-off serpent in it. Um, there seems to be kind of fantastical elements in there. A levelling system. Controllable arrows. A new <laughs> combat system. Uh, I mean, you kind of said, Dan, when you were watching it, looked kind of Dark Souls-y in combat. You yeah. you control a fucking eagle. Like, you control the owl in Far Cry Primal. Uh, it's out October 17th. I I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see a little bit more on Assassin's Creed Origins to really um, find out a bit more information on it. Uh, but I don't know. Did this? What, what, what did you think about Origins, Dean? Is this is this something that you would be interested in? Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Like I like that it's going even further back in the past. It's going to explore like the origins of the whole uh, Assassin's Creed and the Templar versus Assassins type stuff. Uh, and I remember, we, like we were saying the other day, that like seeing this huge serpent seemed a bit out of place in terms of like Assassin's Creed usually being historically accurate. Uh, to a point. To a point. <laughs> uh, but I think like it makes sense because with it going back further would be 
obviously when they had the big fuck off snitch <laughs> yeah when <laughs> when all those things ha- were actually out there and no but it makes sense in terms of like the apple of eden and shit like that so mm-hmm. like we're going to explore like these whole ancient civilization god type story i guess further but, and like see how it all came about and spread off throughout history yeah so i'm i'm excited uh, game gameplay wise it looks fun uh, combat i'm kind of iffy on like it doesn't look as good as it has been in the past. What? I don't know. It just I, I, from the little well, snippets that yeah. I saw, it just it seemed a bit mm, like downplayed. I thought it looked better than it's ever looked before. The I combat. was um I was paying attention to the um. All right, so you said I was no no no, no no to the gameplay they showed after the Ubisoft conference, and it still looks ever so slightly wonkaloid. Wonkaloid, a that's little a great bit. Word. Yeah, it does. So uh, I, thought it I looked, don't know. Jury's out on that. Yeah, I thought it me. looked kind of Dark Soulsy with the way that the, the he was kind of strafing backwards, jumping backwards, jump, rolling to the right, and that mm. stuff. Don't know if he was rolling to the right, but he was definitely kind of strafing to the right. Um, and the other one was just basically hold right trigger, wait for him to hit you, press counter, kill him, and then roll onto the next guy. I thought this looked a little bit more tactical, but they have been saying. They have new combat for about five years yeah, now. It's yeah, like, yeah. Unity has got new combat. Yeah, Syndicate has got new combat. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll, I'll tell you whether it's got new combat when it comes out <laughs> yeah. on October 7th. Uh, October 27th. I feel like 17. 2017. <laughs> Syndicate yeah. was far more button mashy than the other combat. Yeah. Uh, Syndicate was well, the London I one, thought. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, they, they do need to evolve the combat. I can't see evidence of it in the demo um other than like you say the dodge rolls and stuff but i don't know need to need to give it a play uh then we had uh, i mean phil spencer stepped out on stage at the opening of the conference and said they microsoft would be showing 42 games so we won't go in depth on every single one of them <laughs> um oh, really <laughs> i really wanted to talk about um go and throw the name Black Desert Online is that one? <laughs> that is yeah. one. That yeah, is yeah, one. Yeah. Great. great. <laughs> um, one I do want to talk about briefly enough, right? Is Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft, as I said earlier, is one of the games that's being upscaled to 4K. But uh, so yeah, fine. But it's also uh, there is crossplay now on Xbox, PC, mobile, basically everything imaginable bar uh, the PlayStation 4. Now, at the time, during the conference, I think many people were like, oh, fucking Microsoft, just, you know, they don't see Nintendo as a competitor, so that's why they're saying them, but they're not saying PlayStation because, oh, they, they can't mention the competition. But apparently not. It's Microsoft are actually chasing Sony to get them involved in this, but I think Sony are being coy. Microsoft seem to be doing... This, this has ha- happened quite a bit recently, and Microsoft are playing it perfectly right they're like yep. going, yeah we're up for anything and sony are like hold on a minute we're not so every time something like this happens sony looks like the bad guys mm-hmm. like what did it happen with as well There's i'm trying to remember uh, mods, but you're right to- stuff like mods in skyrim and that uh, sony followed. held out on that was didn't it they? was it rocket league oh it as was well? rocket league yeah. crossplay yeah. rocket league wasn't it and like yeah. microsoft were like we're well up for crossplay rocket yeah. league playing against playstation owners and then sony were like no mm-hmm. so like sony seemed to be the bad guy and all this and Microsoft are just like but are Microsoft saying this knowing that Sony are going to say no would their attitude be different if they thought that Sony was going to say yeah 
So, Potentially. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're calling their bluff. One of these days, Sony will go, yeah, can you make that work? And yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we got release dates for a couple of games like Tacoma, Super Lucky's Tale, which is originally on o- Oculus. Uh, one game that got a release date was Cuphead. I know you were happy enough about that, Rich. Yeah, well, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? And, yeah, uh, September yeah. 29th. Yeah, played it last year. Felt like it was um, at a point where it was looking kind of finished. Um, I thought it'd be out last year, to mm-hmm. be honest. I mean, when, so, when um, was it originally shown off? Is it, is it four years ago? Three or four uh, years ago? Yeah, thereabouts. 2013? Yeah, yeah. Did we look it up while we, we were did. doing one of the post yeah. I think Three so, yeah. years ago, because I was right. I mean, I think it's fair that they delayed it to add platformy bits as well as just bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, but those yeah. platformy bits were in it last year when we played it, right? Yeah, but they were, yeah. So I, I guess, I don't know, they've been polishing them up and adding more, I guess, for the, <laughs> the past year. More platforms. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I welcome the uh, September release date. Unless uh, it's got delayed. Just don't <laughs> fucking yeah. delay it again. Yeah. Uh, Crackdown 3 also got a new trailer with Terry Crews. Um, it's uh, developed by Sumo Digital. Um, which yeah, we're pr- still not clear on that, are yeah, we? Yeah, so pro- like, what we thought whilst watching the conference was that it was developed by Sumo Digital and someone else. And I can't remember Reagent. who was it. Yeah. It was Reagent who was supposedly the, the primary developer on this. So I don't know where Sumo have come from. Isn't that Dave Jones' studio yeah. as well? Yeah. Dave Jones is the obviously the father of GTA and yeah. the creator of Crackdown. And Former APB. Wolves APB. manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah that exact same guy. Yeah. But like, he's had like three studios in as many kind of years. Well, not as many years, but like five, five ten years, right? Because he was... Um, who was he before? What was the studio called originally? What the GTA one? The one, the one that no, the one DMA that made design. The one that made Crackdown, the original. Oh, now you're testing us. Because like Crackdown two was real time worlds. Real time worlds. Oh, there you can go. Take go a on, sweep Rich. from the jar, Rich. Well <laughs> done. <laughs> that was the first one, and then Ruffian was the second one, and then Reagent was the third one. But now it's Sumo. It, it seems like it's having a bit of a bit of a kind of jumping around. Yeah, I mean, mm. it looked very Crackdowny. There was orbs. There was kind of destruction. There was running across rooftops. Uh, but when you played it, Rich, yeah. Crackdown, mm-hmm. there was talk of the the cloud yeah. stuff, yeah. right? And there was like basically you could level an entire area, couldn't you? Yeah. Like, we didn't see an awful lot of that, so I'd be interested to see if that is in Crackdown Three still. Like if, if that level so. of destruction is there. Well, they made such a, a big hoo ha about it when they originally announced it, mm-hmm. and you know I got to play it and I, I saw it all in action, so it works. That was multiplayer, right? I, I yeah, believe yeah. at the show this year, they're showing single player. They said you couldn't do it in okay. single player. It just isn't achievable. Um, unless, you know, like you were saying, Dan, uh, Xbox One X can work some sort of technological miracles that can make it so. Uh, yeah. But like you said, they didn't, they didn't really focus on that that much, uh, did they? No. Um, so. We also got a look at a game called Ashen, which was originally revealed back in 2015. Um, is coming to Xbox One and Windows 10. I thought this looked quite cool, a cel-shaded kind of dungeon crawler thing, the faceless uh, characters. They're, I don't know, it, it was just a cinematic trailer, which kind of, well, there's kind of interspersed with gameplay bits, I suppose, when the character was running around the dungeon. Um, I, would, would you call it Dark souls then? Would you <laughs> going to go... That, that seems to be my term for most of the games at E3. Like, Assassin's Creed Origin, that looks Dark Souls-y. Ashen, that looks Dark Souls-y. Um, I guess it's Dark, Soul-y, Dark Souls-y in the sense that it's third person, it's got combat, and it looks like big monsters, and yeah. you're rolling 
But I did write Dark Soulsy <laughs> next to it in the notes. <laughs> but I did that for quite a few games now. Yeah. I, I think I've got a problem. Uh, you didn't write it for this one, though. We got confirmation of a Life is Strange Chloe prequel uh, called Before the Storm, which uh, it's a kind of little mini-series, a three-parter. that yeah. starts on the 31st of August. And Chloe... Uh, this came out after the conference. Chloe is not going to be voiced by the same actress um, because Ashley Birch, who voiced Chloe in the original Life is Strange, she couldn't do this gig because of the voice actor strike, basically. So there was that kind of conflict of interest, I suppose. Yeah, Um, Rich was saying earlier on that that's the first time we've actually seen something like that come to fruition. Yeah. So it's interesting. I don't know, will we be kind of seeing more games... Over the coming months. It's uh, hella, hella shit news. Isn't it just? <laughs> um, some hella good news is yeah. that Ori and the Will of the Wisps is a fact. It's true. It's it's coming. Uh, mm. This is the sequel, of course, to Ori and the Blind Forest. And like the two-minute trailer that they showed off, fucking hell did it look good. Looks dark soulsy. <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched it again this morning, and it just looks so... So beautiful, so kind of breathtaking. Like you see this giant toad come out of the water, and I don't know, you almost see like every bead of water kind of rolling down him, his hair kind of blowing in the wind. Uh, oh, it looked unreal, looked exceptional. And um, they had Gareth Coakley on the piano, on the piano. as well, which was wonderful. That was cool. Uh, they finished off then with Anthem, which I mean, it looks amazing. It, lo- it, it looks incredible. This is Project Dylan, which is Microsoft's um, Destiny-like kind of games-as-a-service game that was rumoured. Oh, well, it wasn't rumoured. It was, it was confirmed that it was coming, but this was the first actual proper gameplay we saw of it, and it was given a name, Anthem. Um, so we know a few things about it. We know that there are exosuits that the player can chop and change and customise to their liking, uh, we know that it's like a dynamic world, isn't it? Dynamic. Um, is there a dyna- dynamic weather? Yeah, I think the, the weather plays into the narrative that you go into these areas. So at the end of the gameplay demo, they went into this big storm, and at the big, the center of this big storm was like almost like a black hole of sorts. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so I assume that plays in the na- into the narrative. Um, it looked just incredible, like. Every kind of E3 has that one game that everyone's just like, oh, look at that, amazing. And just visually, I don't know whether the gameplay would be any good, but just visually, it looked stunning. Plus, the um, facial animations look pretty good, <laughs> which is, um, I think it's clear where Bioware's A-team uh, have been for the last <laughs> few years. Yeah, it did look vastly different to Andromeda, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I want somebody to but, put them side by side. But but at the same time, like you say, like every E3 has that game that is kind of like, this is, like for lack of a better term, this is the next generation. Yeah. Watch Dogs was that game at one point. And then Watch Dogs was released, and everyone went, oh, it doesn't look like it did on the, on the E3 stage. So that's my one worry about Anthem. I Anthem think, almost looks too good to be true. Yeah, I think we're at a different place now, though, right? We're talking about 4K gaming. Back when Watch Dogs was the thing, we could barely get 1080p gaming. Mm. So I think, I think we are in a different place with tech, um, and I think that... With Scorpio and the Pro and high-end PCs, I'm still calling it Scorpio, that we've got 4K that can hit 30. I'm not sure that it's good enough to do 4K 60. I think it's either going to be 4K 60 or 1080 30, uh, 
the right. 4K30, 1080, 60, like you said earlier on. Mm. Um, but you don't really need 60 frames a second unless you are playing a high-octane shooter, a multiplayer game. Like, Horizon was 30. You, do, you don't need it, but it looks far better. Yeah. See, I, I'm, I would probably prefer... I would prefer... Uh, 1080 60 over 4k 30 really i would yeah yeah the I more would. the more fluid uh the more fluid gameplay would be what would attract me rather than just like i don't know a bit more a few more plants around a bit more bush yeah <laughs> do, do you know i would be fine with uh with a few less trees and it just kind of run a bit more fluidly basically to me though it, it's all dependent on the actual game because if you look at horizon horizon on the pro looked stunning and it was only 30 frames and i think that didn't suffer and i think if you had 60 it, it's probably a little bit unnecessary for something like horizon and i think that some games will fall into that category but then if you're playing like i don't know like a call of duty game and you got 1080 60 that's where it'll pay off Mm. But I think for more kind of narrative-driven stuff like that, like co-op games, that I think 4K 30 will be the norm. Um, I I think I mentioned a while ago, yeah, that this is um, Anthem is their kind of very Destiny-like title. And Rich, you were as you were watching it, you were almost like you were almost insulted with how Destiny-like <laughs> it was. It was when they found the gun and started making a big. Um a big deal of getting this new gun. I was like, that's so Destiny. You know, and it had like a silly name like Jala's Hope or something like that. Yara's Wrath or something was like it? that. Oh, I think I so. I, <laughs> I, I pushed it out of my brain. It was, yeah. So it's that kind of nakedly being a Destiny kind of uh, type experience that I, I just found a bit, you know, funny. Mm. I wish I'd fuck off with a fake co-op talk as well. <laughs> that's right. uh, very annoying. When is that going to die? Th- never, because oh. because they're not going to have they're not going to have voiceover that saying no 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 over the no you stupid prick <laughs> no, the other way like it, it is going to be like great job man yeah because I and I look it is annoying but I suppose they kind of have to they have to do that. Um, then we had Bethesda's press conference, which for us was on at 5 a.m. on the Tuesday morning, Monday night, I guess. Um, Like, (laughs) fucking hell. For the most part, right, I could skim through the majority of Bethesda's 40-ish minutes very quickly. There was VR games, Skyrim, Doom, Fallout 4. There was a Dishonored 2 standalone, which uh, might be interesting. Uh, There was two new DLC packs announced for... Elder Scrolls Online. There was the Creation Club, all right. Which, do you know what? Talk about the Creation Club very briefly before we get on to the main event. Because I'm not sure about this. Again, not communicated entirely well. But this does actually look like they're going back into the paid mod stuff. Which wasn't well received. How many years ago was that? Can anyone remember? Do you remember when they, when they kind of... this? They were going to go down, down that route for Skyrim. And then, like, people fucking lost their shit because they were like, hang on, I can I can use mods for free now, so why are you going to charge me for it? <laughs> like, this is... And that's the issue with... Like, if, if you give someone a Mars bar every day for free, and then, like the Lord on the seventh day, you take it away, or you say, yeah, give it to me, but I, uh, or I give it to you, but I want a pound for it now. No, 
the last the previous six days you were giving them to me for free so <laughs> if this creation club thing is paid mods i don't know it, it seems a little bit iffy to me uh making people kind of pay for skyrim and follow for content but the main event as i said was quite the main event uh first off we had the evil within two um which sees uh detective sebastian castellanos I'm going to take a stab in the <laughs> dark at that. Um, who has apparently the chance to save his daughter, but he must enter a world filled with nightmares and discover the dark origins of a once idyllic town to bring her back. Don't know what was going on in the trailer. There was a lot of milk in it. Um, <laughs> there was some scary monsters and things, but it, would, it was very well put together. I, re- I really enjoyed it and it was kind of it had what What, what were your thoughts Dean on the Duran Duran cover uh, perfect <laughs> I really you know loved, I loved it I do you know who Duran Duran is oh, of course I know who Duran Duran is checking. of course gosh <laughs> keep going uh, but no I thought it was great no I thought the the, it, the whole trailer was really fascinating and intriguing and like you said there was a lot of milk going on and crows <laughs> and all the standard horror-esque type stuff Mm. Um, I think it looks a lot more interesting than the first Evil Within was I wasn't really too sold by the first one Um, it just looked rather meh Mm. to to put it in a word but uh, this one looks really interesting and it's been a while since we've had like uh, well I say this in my personal opinion it's been a while since we've had a really captivating horror game uh, Resi 7 yeah right there's one oh, in January okay. alright you know what that's true Resi 7 but I haven't played it yet so that's why I said personally it's been a while since <laughs> has played personally. a game <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I think uh, there's Evil Within some good stuff from Bethesda I mean compared to the rest of the conference <laughs> there wasn't much so I'm, I'm, I'm up for it but what does the milk mean <laughs> what, do you, what do you think it means, Rich, as someone who played Evil Within? I think it means that breakfast cereal is going to play a big part in the Excellent. story. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Any particular one? Ricicles? Uh, Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Pops. <laughs> the <laughs> most <laughs> frightening cereal <laughs> around. Um, then they ended the conference on, I think it was about eight minutes trailer, mm. uh, including a bit of gameplay for Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. And my fucking god, was this excellent! I absolutely adore this. I think so too. Yeah, it's mm. coming out two weeks after the Evil Within Two on the twenty seventh of October. Which what did I say earlier? Was it was it Assassin's coming Creed? Out? It was Assassin's Creed. Fucking hell yeah! The the end of the year. Um, <laughs> so it started off as a sort of a fifties sixties style TV show. Um, like a piss take of Lassie, right? Kind of a, a piss take of Lassie, yeah. yeah where um, I don't know some whoever was stuck down a well or whatever it was <laughs> and the girl had to call in a panzerhund yeah. called Liesel and yeah the panzerhund came in and fucked everyone up or whatever it was <laughs> and then you saw there was uh, there was gameplay footage of was it a cat or something was changing the TV channels yeah. but we saw what was being changed there was like there was a uh, there was a TV host there saying America's favourite game show I was German or else or something like that and there was there was things that are very well put together very well cut together with music as well Uh, we saw um, we saw there were swastikas all over it was basically um, what's the name of the Amazon show Man in the High Castle yeah yeah well I always thought that Man in the High Castle was like Wolfenstein the TV show right? yeah I mean yeah yeah Yeah, I guess um, I haven't watched it so I don't know if that's the case but no (laughs) no like it's a very 
more bland version of Wolfenstein. Like, okay. not quite what? so... But, but, it's, but, it's, but it's not bland. Like, clever. Like, like, yeah, it's a clever show. Is, is that art in a timeline? It's yeah. basically... Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. The, the Nazis won, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. There's no dual-wielding guns um, <laughs> or uh, exploding shotguns and stuff like or, that or mech robots type stuff going no. on it's a it's a, it's a mo- much more real world mm. <laughs> uh, man in the high castle is uh they've they've seemed to have taken wolfenstein and just like turned up the volume even more <laughs> um i just i love the fact and it, it probably shouldn't work but how outlandish wolfenstein is but how straight laced bj blaskowitz mm. is yeah right. i don't know why it works but it just does uh yeah. so yeah we saw a meet up with a couple of uh, new characters that are going to be coming into the game joining the resistance is going to be an American revolution basically against the Nazis and there was a part where he shot a crocodile in the air he punched one anyway <laughs> something flamethrowers guns uh, dual wielding all of the Wolfenstein stuff that you'd imagine basically I and thought this was excellent yeah and too. the end to it as well was brilliant do you remember the end? I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. Where the, the pregnant woman was stabbing yeah. the guy in the face. Oh, yeah. And the old guy was tripping on acid. The little chameleon. Yeah, that yeah. was it. It's Very like, weird. what the fuck? I don't know. It was f- fucking mental. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> mental. Um, then we had Ubisoft on the Monday, the Monday night. Um, uh, it's all blurring into one, to be honest with yeah. you. Uh, oh, it's day. <laughs> or, or day. And it was like prior to it kicking off, I think a lot of people were a little bit disappointed with Aisha Tyler not being there. Yeah. Uh, she kind of like kept everything rolling and stuff. But I will say, or I will put the question out there was it better off without her, lads? No. I think that, like, if you had her in with that slate of games that they had and their announcements that it still would have been a really good show i think it's the games and the the content that speaks for itself and i think that ubisoft had a strong showing so regardless of whether she was there or not i don't think it made much of a difference but did it i don't know did it keep things ticking over or would we have to be it was a lot more fluent if anything right mm. Yeah, they, they rolled from game to game to game to game. They didn't have these kind of two, three minute kind of segues with Aisha Taylor making some weird jokes. Yeah, uh, I suppose. And saying hi to her mum. <laughs> we did, however. Yeah, it was basically developers after developers coming yeah. up on stage showing off their game. Uh, the first of which, right, was Mario and Ra- or Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. Which was. I think leading up to the, the announcement of this, most people, because we, we, we all knew it was going to happen, but most people were just like, this is probably going to be like a Mario Party game, yeah. and it'll probably be fine, but most adults will have little to no interest in it. But after seeing it, I think the majority of us were very interested in it. Because yeah. it's basically Mario XCOM. Because like, they showed a bit of gameplay where you can guide your party across this overworld effectively and each battle is a turn-based um a turn-based thing where you're allowed to move it's fucking proper rip from XCOM where you can move a certain amount of tiles in the grid uh you can have go into cover you can flank your enemy uh, it's just it's just fucking mental I, I but i was completely sold i think it was my surprise of the show because I was expecting something else and got something completely different. Mm. So I'm a big fan of XCOM. So that was right up my street. And we got a release day for this as well. Um, 
which was very soon. It was like August. I don't actually have it to hand now, but I think it was. I think it was August, as far as I remember. Say August. You're, we'll you get say, it right. We'll yeah? say August. Uh, then we had Assassin's Creed Origins again, which there was a new trailer, and then they there was this kind of Ubisoft. Like if you're familiar with Nintendo Treehouse, their kind of thing that they do at E3, where they just play a bunch of their games and chat about them. There was a similar thing with Ubisoft, and on stage they kind of threw to that, and someone playing Assassin's Creed Origins, and a camera shot of the monitor showing off the game, and they showed it for like a bit, a minute or two, and I was actually thinking, are they gonna fucking show the gameplay yeah. this way? And not actually have the direct feed. But no, that happened after in the pre-show. Um, Rich, did you say you saw some of that? Some of the pre-show? Or uh, sorry, the, the post-show? Af- the after-show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was sort of keeping my eye on it. It looked fine. It looked all right. I'm not personally blown away by Assassin's Creed. I, I personally think they could have taken another year out and I'd have been fine with that. I'm not I'm not mega-hyped, I must say. Mm. Sorry. that's okay Um, we then had Crew 2 which uh, to Dan Webb's delight is once again set in America fuck's sake Um, it's coming out early 2018 and uh, as I think we were talking about in the podcast last week or the last couple of weeks anyway that yes it isn't just about cars. There's bi- or there's um, there's planes and there's boats and Bikes. helicopters. And I don't think helicopters. Well, helicopters are not in it. I think helicopters are in the trailer, but I think the helicopter was doing a flyby. Okay, so right. It, it didn't really make that clear because then it went straight into a plane. So maybe there are helicopters. Yeah, but it, like I just find imagine helicopter races. That'd just be a bit weird. Um, yeah. yeah, that'd be quite yeah um, kind of hard. But planes, you've got like the the Red Bull kind of. What's the, the stunt, like stunt playing yeah. type things? So I, I think you were mildly interested then beforehand if they were to take it out of America. Yeah, we've done America. It's, it's in America. We've done America. I don't want to do America again. I actually <laughs> really enjoyed the first crew. Um, as I said on our pre-show, that once you got past a certain point in the crew, it got really good, but it was dog shit <laughs> up until that point. Um, and I've done America. I've driven from New York to Vegas I don't want to do it again mm. but if I could have driven across Europe that would have been amazing but no it's the same and now we got boats fucking boats yep. great <laughs> <laughs> uh, South Park the Fractured But Hole was on stage it was a new trailer uh, it's still coming out in October uh, then we got a look at Transference which I thought looked very cool and because uh, like, again I am I I have little to no interest in VR. I think it's a fad that will die out eventually. But in saying that, this did interest me. Um, it's coming out spring 2018. We didn't get an awful lot, a uh, lot, of, awful lot of information about it. But it's effectively Elijah Wood is involved in this company called Spectrevision, uh, who are releasing this VR game. But we're also led to believe through the trailer that Elijah Wood is actually in the game. Yeah. Like, it, it looks almost like the game is an FMV VR game, which is just a marriage of... Uh, just It's just perfection, yeah. really. All these kind of fads effectively coming together. I don't know. I think this interested you as well, Dean. Yeah, I like... Cause when the trailer started playing and Elijah Wood popped on the screen I was like oh it's my boy Elijah Wood let's see what he's got to say and then it looked like he was just doing like a normal sort of uh, trailer saying oh here's Ubisoft's latest game come check, take a look but then it sort of like expanded out of that as you were saying it was going into this like 
a world beyond a world beyond another world like sort of inception-esque and it's like questioning what's real and what's not real and it's this whole crazy-ass virtual reality simulation world and scientists at ubisoft if i think scientists at ubisoft or something like that or like scientists with ubisoft work they've discovered something yeah in this insane vr experience and it's like a revolutionary scientific discovery and then in like the trailer ends and it's like what just mm. happened <laughs> like yeah. can can i ha- please have more because i'm sold like anything that will completely fuck with my mind i'm on board i'm sold interesting sentence <laughs> the, uh, is this real right now or is this is, is this vr is this a dream is this part of the game <laughs> Oh my god, my mind's already fucked right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I suppose you you mentioned about kind of anything that fucks with your mind. You want more of it. Um, I don't know. If I'm, tr- I'm trying something about more of it. People wanted more Assassin's Creed, Black Flag. <laughs> They're getting it in the form of Skull and Bones. This, I mean, everyone knew about this. Basically, the pirate game that Ubisoft were working on, but it's not. It the hashtag not my pirate game. Um, <laughs> Because I would be more interested in, effectively, a Pirates of the Caribbean game where you are Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, a, a, a story-focused uh, pirate game. I suppose, look, Black Flag 2, maybe, yeah. or Rogue. Uh, just without all the Templar bullshit. <laughs> um, because this is this is kind of for honour on the, in the sea. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Tactical naval warfare, I think, is the best way to sum it up. Five on five, different ships, different kind of styles of gameplay, different strategies. Like it's almost like choose your ship, whether it's the the heavy, the the agile, yeah. or the all rounder, and then choose a different style of that, and then just go out and get some some loot. Obviously, we only saw the the multiplayer, but I'm assuming it's going to be like for honor and focus primarily on multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's the way they kind of pushed it anyway, at least. Um, we got an announcement of a South Park mobile game, which was interesting. looked very similar to the Stick of Truth. Uh, we got Starlink Battle for Atlas, which is Ubisoft's uh, Toys to Life game, which I know, Rich, you were very excited about because <laughs> Ubisoft yeah. Toronto stepped out on stage. Rich, very excited was coming for a Splinter Cell. And I Didn't got happen. instead. Like, interesting because everyone's kind of leaving the Toys to Life space. Like, Disney Infinity is no more. Yeah. Uh, there isn't a Skylanders this year. I'm but assuming that Lego is kind of the biggest game in town now, isn't it, for I'd Toys to Life, right? It's kind of the only game in town now, yeah. isn't it? Really? Well, Sky- well Sky- Skylanders is just taking a break, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently the kids still like it, I'm told. The kids do still <laughs> like uh, it. But, um, I still yeah. enjoy it, and I'm not a kid, so... Well, I don't know, Dean. <laughs> I, this I, does I think seem... you qualify as a kid. Damn it. <laughs> but this does seem sort of late to the party, right? It's like, hey... We want a piece of this dying out thing, please. I mean, it looks like No Man's Sky as well. I wouldn't make your advert. It does look a little No Man's Sky. You know what I mean? yeah. like, I wouldn't make your your trailer, your debut yeah. trailer, look like No yeah, Man's just Sky. Elicit immediate eye rolls yeah, from like, everyone. Hey guys, look at this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake, not this again. Um, we got to look at Far Cry Five once more, but a gameplay, but a co-op gameplay um, looks great. But then they finished it all with Beyond Good and Evil 2 after saying that they wouldn't the liars lying bastards yeah. <laughs> I know right um, I mean this was excellent yeah. like, it was just a very well put together trailer um, all CG and 
I mean, we're not going to see this for many, many years. I would say at least four. Like this, this is we're not going to see any of this um, come to fruition for a very long time. Mm. But at the same time, very slick trailer. Very, um, I, I, I don't know. Is well, it's a prequel anyway. First of all, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. It's not continuing the story of Jade. No, it's new universe, new characters, um, new galaxy, whatever. But yeah, no Jade, no Pell. Um, mm. That's it. Uh, what's the, the name of the, the new character like Davini I think that was the, the yeah woman. I think that was the yeah uh, and then we've got the cockney monkey <laughs> the space monkey he was a great character and like really sweary uh, and it was I, really sweary yeah wasn't it? and like a lot of people I saw on Twitter moaning about that I'm like oh fuck really off. yeah why like, well, like, well to be fair the original I mean it was I, kind of family friendly I think yeah it was from what I remember it's been a long time since I played the HD remake but it was kind of family friendly. It wasn't family friendly, family friendly, but mm. it wasn't fuck this, fuck that, which was the space monkey. But I welcome sweary space monkey and I yep. will accept him into my heart and make him my overlord. Yeah. <laughs> um, we. Because they announced what was the space monkey program. Yeah. Which. Do we know what that is yet? Well, when we tried it after, the link still was dead and it just came back to the same page. So Yeah, I don't know. That'll probably take a few years to get up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Then we had Sony's press conference, which we expected to go for about the two hours. It fucking didn't at all. Um, It only went for one. It was like, if that. I don't know, did it even kind of maybe a little bit shorter? But that is because they did announce a couple of things in the pre-show. And a few things in the pre-show, which maybe would have bolstered the actual show. Like, they announced... Um, I mean, I'm not saying that this would have necessarily, but they announced the release date for Knack, <laughs> uh, for GT Sport. They they showed off a trailer for Nino Cooney. I think there was a Kingdom Hearts trailer in there as well. But one of the more interesting ones was... Is it called Playlink? Playlink, yeah. yeah. When it had this Playlink, it had two games for it, which was uh, Hidden Agenda and... Uh, no shoe play shoe something no no it was uh what was it oh shit it wasn't it was shoe play something on yeah shoe play that was the name of the title on youtube though yeah oh is that that's not the name of the game i don't know what the name of the game is then um but uh, that one was more of a family friendly party type game where everyone gets their phones out and they can answer these questions and vote who'd be the dumbest to shout at a teacher who or who would dive into a swimming pool with all their clothes on all those kind of wacky kind of jokes that yeah, one the answer, the answer to both those questions yeah. is dan <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Hidden Agenda Hidden yeah. Agenda was the more interesting one. This was a, a crime thriller that everyone gets together uh, and then they've got to vote on like certain decisions to make when uh, going down this uh, investigation uh, of this serial killer and finding out who he killed, uh, not who he killed, like how he killed this person. Like, is he actually the serial killer or is he just mm. a person? It looked cool though. Like, it, it, I, I don't know why, because they did show a super a supermassive game um, during the conference, the developer two, of Unto right? Dawn, it was two, yeah. yeah. So both VR, weren't they? But both VR. I mean, they, yeah, they they kind of have to show a bit of VR, I guess. But to get onto the actual the conference itself, we saw a bit of Uncharted: the Last Legacy. It looked like what we expect. There was some some Horizon uh, Horizon Zero Dawn DLC coming out uh, in 2017. We got a trailer for that as well, which focuses on the tribe that you meet at the end. Well, kind of 
towards the final third of the game and they don't actually they could have explored that more in the in the actual game so I'm guessing that's where this DLC comes in uh, are you saying they chopped it out the game Colin? I would never suggest anything <laughs> like that Dan uh, we then saw a bit of Days Gone and I was I don't know I wasn't overly looking forward to this prior to this gameplay demo because whilst and this is the case for a lot of Sony's games now I feel like there's a Naughty Dog template that they're using quite a lot and it could become quite tiresome very quickly. Yeah. The Last of Us, Joel and Ellie template. Um, but with Days Gone, there was a little bit of that. Uh, it looked quite Last of Us-like, especially when uh, the lead character had someone up against a, up against a tree or something like that in, in, in combat. But also, it looked, I'd almost say kind of, Far Cry like in that it allowed you to uh, kind of reach your goal in whatever way you see fit because there was one part of the trailer where uh, you're behind a kind of a dam wall and the character places uh, uh, an explosive on the wall gets away from it it explodes and then a load of freakers who are basically the the zombies in the game uh, they can run in and ambush humans so I don't know, I, I thought it looked quite good. No release date, of course. Yeah. Which was a common theme in, yeah. in this in this <coughs> press conference. Uh, Monster Hunter World was also announced. Uh, the first Monster Hunter on a Sony console since 2011, apparently. Um, coming in early 2018. I don't think this is a massive Monster Hunter house, but I think it intrigued people. Yeah. Rich, you were... Yeah, I thought, looked, I thought it looked quite interesting. Like I said, I've only ever played a, a tiny little bit of Monster Hunter uh, at preview. Um, but this looked kind of cool. Um, I'm digging the kind of open world look of it. And, you know, sure, I'll give it, I'll give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think this was one, Rich, that you were especially cross with. Um, Shadow of the Colossus coming in 2018. Well, I love Shadow of the Colossus, but they've already fucking remastered it. What are they doing? But this, I think this is a remake. A complete reworking of the whole Like, it hasn't, thing, it hasn't been confirmed yet. But right. it, it, did you not think well, it looked a little bit more modern? I, I didn't overly scrutinise it, I'll be honest. Um, yeah... Uh, if it is a complete from the ground up remake then maybe it could pique my interest but yeah no, I've already played it twice <laughs> I don't know if I can face it again it's a great game but you know there's only so many times you can play something right yeah yeah no? I mean I, yeah. I, I, I guess <laughs> yeah. uh, I know that the, the next game kind of split the room a little bit MVC Infinite we got a trailer it's coming out September the 19th there's a demo on the Playstation store right now uh, the trailer had Gamora, Chun-Li, Mega Man, uh, Black Panther, Dante... Zero. Zero. Um, Who wasn't in the leaked roster. Yep. So I'm mm. assuming he's either a boss character that you unlock or... I don't know. Uh, but I know you weren't overly keen on it, Dan, but Rich, you you were. Well, I was just excited for the character reveals. I, um, yeah, like you say, Dante. Uh, I think Doctor Strange was confirmed... Um, well, the entire list that got leaked has so far been spot on, right? Apart from Zero. Yeah, but right. like Zero might actually be like a boss. A boss. A boss. So yeah. were they? But then the, there's other boss characters in it, isn't there? Like, I think the boss characters are all playable as well. 
Yeah, as far as well, I know. It, it, maybe they're doing like injustice and having characters in the the story that they'll sell later as DLC. Oh man, which is annoying because like zero because like, I'm a big like of all the fighting games in the entire world. I'm not a massive fighting game fan, but I do love Marvel vs. Capcom. Like, I played so much Marvel vs. Capcom three, uh, and Zero was a huge character in the esports scene. Um, at Evo, like if you watch it, there's a lot of people use Zero because he's a good character. And then for them to cut him is just a weird choice for me. Mm. So it was nice to see him. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully we can buy him as DLC. Um, <laughs> or there, just they sell it. They give it us. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Call of Duty trailer that was apparently a multiplayer trailer but looked like a campaign trailer. Uh, Destiny 2. Again, another trailer of that. Looks like Destiny. They announced a couple of exclusives already right, coming to PlayStation 4. Um, I don't think there was nothing major in there that if you were if you were kind of looking more leaning more towards xbox one i don't know would a single strike make you kind of go to playstation 4 um then there was a playstation vr sizzle reel that just looked fine for the most for it kind of went from fine to shit effectively fucking uh, skyrim again final fantasy fishing i mean what the fuck (laughs) I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying yesterday in the in the post show about the uh, Bravo team being a, an advert for? Oh you know. yeah, Bravo team, which is the super massive game. It just seems like one of those Royal Navy adverts yeah. <laughs> where you be just the best <laughs> you can be type thing. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know, it, but but it does like they they kind of have to. They yeah. they they're still at the point where I mean, when the PSVR come out, is it twelve months old? I don't know oh, what it even is. Not even that. Is it? It came out like October last year. Yeah. October, November. I mean, so they they have to they have to support it for a bit, but I don't think there's anything in there that's like a killer app, no, unless no. maybe the inpatient. So, am I right in assuming that I read a little bit earlier on that it is a Until Dawn prequel? The inpatient. Oh. I didn't see that. I think is it? I think that's what it is. Like, don't if that's quote the case, that. again, not very well communicated. Yeah, yeah. like I read that on Twitter, so I, I'm taking it with a pinch of salt. But it was from a journal. So, hmm. like, if they would have communicated that a little better, I would have been, oh, hello a minute. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we got new gameplay, uh, well, a new gameplay trailer of God of War. L- looks like God of War. Um, yeah. it, it looked, Do you know what, actually? It looked a little bit more God of War than last year's trailer. Like, this kind of looked more like God of War 4. Yeah. Because you had, like, it showed Kratos just downing a lot of the kind of creatures that you would imagine him to be doing which I know you weren't too keen on the dad of war stuff last year Rich so did you enjoy this one a bit more uh I just really want to know how the kid fits into the whole thing because it, it seems a bit last of us-y um do you think it's going to be an escort mission kind of thing is that well, the impression you've got that's my worst fear is that it's going to be one big escort mission and if that's the case it can get to fuck <laughs> Because that's not God of War for me. It's about having your big old, you know, blades of chaos, blades of chaos, swinging around the chains and fucking shit up. And uh, if I got to babysit while I'm doing that, uh, yeah, count me out, mate. He stabbed somebody in the head in the trailer. Yeah, yeah even the child does as well. The child, um, oh, he's like a little badass. You know, I'm, I'm sure it'll be really good. I, I, I trust them to uh, deliver. Actually, yeah, it's going to confound my expectations. I'm sure. Um, yeah, God of War is out early 2018. Uh, we don't have a release date on the next game, which was Detroit Become Human. Um, now, this trailer was quite 
different to the trailer we got last year, which was that at E3 or was that PSX? I can't remember. It was E3. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I wasn't as keen on this one. I thought I don't know. It like it it did show I suppose a bit more gameplay because it showed uh, some decisions that were very heavy rain like that you can you know I'm sure there was someone offers you like uh, a smoke bomb or a petrol bomb Molotov or something Molotov, and you you can like yeah throw it or refuse it uh, there's also uh, there was a part in the trailer where I don't know it looked like there was kind of a stealth suit or something or you could like go invisible and climb up a wall um, but yeah it was basically about these these androids who are not taking no shit anymore, Dean. Yeah, and they're they're just gonna take on the man. Exactly. Yeah, I gave I gave the trailer a rewatch earlier just to to see if there's things that I uh, miss because like obviously E3 being crazy, it was crazy. Uh, but I got to thinking as well, a bit deeper into it. Like it did look drastically different to last year's one, uh, in terms of tone. But then I think that's sort of what they're trying to do, which is trying to show. The, the juxtaposition between each of these characters. So we saw the law-bringing android kind of last year trying to save uh, this little girl from being killed by a rogue android. Uh, last year's one had more of a punch because, like, that trailer first started off with the choice of you fail and he jumps off with the girl and everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so that that was really punchy compared to this one. But then this year we're seeing, like, on the flip side, these androids who are breaking the law... Uh, starting a revolution trying to get their freedom uh, in a sense uh, and I think it's still really interesting and it, it looks like there's going to be multiple different uh, people to play as to see the story from all different angles so the mm-hmm. lawbringers, the lawbreakers uh, civilians uh, androids who are impartial to the whole thing I feel like that's what they're pushing for uh, and I like obviously with it having so many choices that you can make this story moulds to what you do but in, in saying that I, I again I rewatched the trailer do you know when it basically kind of zooms out when the character is given the choice and you see all the words telling you you can like in this specific trailer there was like riot there was I know there was something about like kind of peacemaking kind of thing uh, a lot of them repeat themselves oh, if really? you, if, yeah if you actually look at it again riot pops up a few times there are there are like a select three or four words that Okay. pop up Bastards. now of course they can't make it endless like it's just, you know it's like a thousand choices <laughs> yeah. like one of them is like just have a smoke <laughs> and then find a pub dance dance dance, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just do a just you know like a head dance. just start a dance dance revolution yeah just, <laughs> you drop your pants riot, riot drop mm. your pants you know what I mean it's like mm, do I drop my pants or do I write do I write it yeah Ooh. tough decision uh, then Sony ended their E3 showing with Spider-Man. Um, looked very slick. Got about a 10-minute gameplay demo, yeah, g- that, yeah. give or take. Uh, very Arkham-style combat. Uh, and very... S- Do you know what? Like Arkham combat, but Spider-Man 2-like traversal from yeah. uh, the old PlayStation days. Uh, it, it looked fantastic. Like This was definitely the most impressive thing on the Sony stage, I thought. Yeah, and if not, at the show in terms of gameplay. Uh, I think it was up there with the likes of Anthem. Like, I love Spider-Man 2. That was one of my favorite games kind of growing up. I played so much of it, 100% of it. Managed to get those rock-hard time trials, and some of them you had to be, like, perfect on them. Uh, and it kind of seems a little bit more like that, mixed with, like, 
Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight, whichever mm. the Arkham sees uh, in terms of combat. So the open world, the navigation, the traversal, some really cool kind of animations and transitions in the open world when you're traversing, uh, and the combat, like, and and just uh, my only issue was there were far too many QTEs. But other than that, like, I thought it looked wonderful. Yeah, I get the impression that the QTEs will be kind of restricted to the set pieces, right? I hope so, because if they just shoehorn them in throughout the yeah. game, I think it might lose it somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but agree. still, I, I'd much rather watch a cutscene there, like sit back and enjoy the show, than fucking have to keep pressing square, square, square. L1R1, 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 find it's triangle, Dan? triangle. Then at the end, we had a kind of Marvel reveal about someone called Miles Morales, who apparently is Spider-Man in another universe. The crowd went apeshit for us. And Dean did. And Dean did, yeah. So Dean, very briefly, who is Miles Morales? Miles Morales is an alternate universe Spider-Man, so in this alternate universe... Peter Parker has died. Peter Parker was Miles Morales' hero, and Miles Morales takes on the helm of being the next Spider-Man. And here we have Miles Morales. Do you think there may be multiple Spider-Mans in this? Oh, yeah, Do you play as multiple Spider-Mans in this, do you think? Is there co-op? Is there co-op? I don't think there'll be co-op. These are (laughs) none of these questions we can answer, certainly. But we like to pose these questions. Yeah. Yeah. And then finishing off the press conference run, of course, we got Nintendo. Now, whilst not an actual press conference as such... It was, uh, they called it the Nintendo Spotlight, I think. Probably had a few more, a few bigger announcements than some of the things we saw on stage at some of the other publishers. Uh, we got a trailer for a new Yoshi, a uh, new 2D Yoshi game, which there was this cool kind of Fez-like mechanic where you kind of flip the world around, like the, almost like the world was kind of running on two planes. Uh, Rich, I know you were excited about a Metroid Prime announcement. Yeah. Metroid Prime 4. I got I got my logo. You did. You got <laughs> yeah. a logo and confirmation that it's coming to the Nintendo Switch. Not yeah. much else. Yeah. But look, that's lovely quite, logo. Though. Yeah, a <laughs> fine logo. Yeah. yeah. Um, because Pokemon fans, they didn't even get a logo. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. We just Pokemon is in development. I mean, I'm done. That'll mm. do me. Yeah, we got a Pokemon is in development on the Nintendo Switch, and it's proper, fully fledged, uh, Pokemon RPG. Like we're guessing that it will be a um, a new game not Sun and Moon not a kind of a re mm. a remastering of that or anything like that yeah a couple of other announcements in there like um, there was there's a pocket tournament kind of going on at the minute there was Zelda DLC uh, Fire Emblem Warriors uh, was announced as well I don't think there was a release date on that um, and we also got an announcement of Rocket League which is coming to the Nintendo Switch it which is. even though Rocket League has been out for about two years it's like it, its audience is forever growing, so I think it makes sense on the Switch. You've now got mobile Rocket League, yeah, that doesn't exist anywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm aware of. I don't nope. believe so. Yeah. So you can now take your Switch and then stick it down on a train table and play your mate for two hours mm-hmm. as you go to Sheffield or lovely Liverpool, just Sheffield or Liverpool. <laughs> just <laughs> those two locations. Everywhere else uh, need not apply. Yeah. Uh, they finished off then with a bit of a fucking like like what? All right, okay, we knew that this was coming, but still. The gameplay that we saw of Super Mario Odyssey uh, was just impeccable. Delightful. Mm. Yeah. Like, genuinely so 
so much joy on screen for like two and a half minutes <laughs> that uh, and I think so much joy on screen for two and a half minutes that it's after convincing you Dean to mm-hmm. go out and buy a Switch yep for sure I have to see I mean not, not just for Sp- uh, Super Mario Odyssey but that is the main kicker that now I'm, I will actually go out and buy a Switch because I feel I won't feel guilty buying a Switch just for Zelda because there is more to to it now mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm all on board and Pokemon mate and Pokemon Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Rocket League mm. Super Mario Zelda Xenoblade 2 yeah Fire Emblem Warriors uh-huh. it was quite a, like even though it probably went what 25 minutes it's quite packed yeah there, there, yeah, was, there was a lot to it happy days uh, it's a delightful way to end the press conferences I thought isn't it yeah it was short it was sweet there was no fill out no bump there were loads of games couple of big announcements like just really happy just yay E3 press conferences are done for another year. Yay. <laughs> Thank fuck for that. You were almost a Jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character. And you, Dan Webb, and you, Rich Walker, and you, Dean Abdu, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. And before I get on to clue number one, I must say, with it being E3, bit busy, right? The clues, some of them, not as good. Not up to the (laughs) standard that I have set. But anyway, we'll start as we mean to go on clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 1998. Mm. <laughs> Clue number two, I'm not overly chatty. Ooh. <laughs> Clue number three, I call Seattle home while working my nine to five as a scientist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Clue number four, my heroes are Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking. And clue number five, I was in Half-Life. Uh, I knew stop, it was stop, Half-Life. Stop, I stop, knew stop, it. Stop, 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 stop. Well, everyone knows that, clearly. <laughs> Gordon Freeman. <laughs> Rich, hold on, we have to keep it above board. Rich Walker. Gordon Freeman. And this week's winner is Rich Walker. What? Yay! So basically... <laughs> as a, like really four hard I clues. Know. And then, and then the, the easiest one. clue. <laughs> I, I, time, I didn't have time and I was just I like... Think I think I, I had guessed it before the final clue was said though. I was thinking it was going to be that. Why did you guess? You're a low guess. You're not penalised for guessing. I think what threw me was Seattle because I didn't realise that he was in Seattle. Like Mesa. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, my first appearance in the video game came in 1998. Of course, Half Life. Clue number two: I'm not overly chatty. Of course, he's a silent protagonist. Clue number three: I call Seattle home while working my nine to five as a scientist. Yes, he does that. Clue number four: My heroes are Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking. According to Wikipedia, they are. And clue number five: I was in Half Life because I was just I was against the clock and I needed a fifth clue. <laughs> I'm so. surprised you didn't uh, add something about a crowbar. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, why don't you do the fucking quiz? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Every Tuesday before we do the podcast, we put a shout out on Twitter or a call out, I should say, for questions. And uh, very briefly, we have a couple of them here uh, from Chris Wallace. Uh, before the storm, big bag of dicks or a giant bag of dicks? Is anyone excited about before the storm? Yeah. Life is Strange sequel yeah. or prequel I should I say I was and then I found out about Ashley Birch That's and I'm like shit. it might have a different kind of feel to it <laughs> plus there's no time powers I mean it does. it was probably not going to be Life is Strange so mm-hmm. uh, I'm going with no 
I, 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 I just I don't see the point of it yeah. massively to be honest um, from Andrew HM out of all the games we've seen which ones will have big delays six months or more I mean like, most of them <laughs> more, yeah I would say most of them yeah like, but in terms of delays though like a lot of the big ones haven't been dated right so Anthem oh you know what Anthem I'm going to say Anthem mm. because Beyond Good and Evil hasn't got a release date so that can't be delayed but Anthem is like fall 2018 and effectively have, yeah, it's already that. been fucking delayed by <laughs> six months <laughs> so. yeah that, that is true uh, William Reed asks so was this the most fine E3 ever no one was terrible but nothing was incredibly amazing I think that's a, a fair description I don't know, fine I think- I, I don't think, think it's been terrible. that good. Yeah. I think there was yeah, some was terrible, but bad. I think there was also some. There were some things in there that were, like, I like. Even though, yes, I said that the Beyond Good and Evil is not going to come out for many years. Like the the revealing was quite nice. Oh, and yeah, seeing oh, Michelle yeah, Ancel sure. on stage, I mean, you have a heart of stone if you don't feel that man's tears as he's up on stage. Just tears of relief that he can finally show off yeah. what he's been working on. Um, it was just but, fine, though. but yeah, overall. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. And our final question here from Rory. Have you ever wondered what the bottom of an Avatar shoe looks like? Every single day I wake up, that is the first question I ask. Because, <laughs> bam, there it is. Uh, thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. Of course, you can follow us all on Twitter. I am at Gun underscore Hearn. Dan is at underscore Dan Webb. Dean is at the Dean Abdu. And Rich is at RichieW82. Yeah, fucking super imaginative out name. In the park. Boom. Um, yeah, it took me ages to come up with that. But you can also follow uh, VideoGamer on Twitter at VideoGamer.com on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash VideoGamer.com. We are on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash VideoGamerTV. Uh, but for all of your video gamer needs, just head to videogamer.com. And of course, you can check out these fine lads' work over on xboxachievements.org and playstationtrophies.com. No, it's the other way around. <laughs> Bollocks. It's the other way around. But so it's. So it's playstationtrophies.org and xboxachievements.com. Whoops, apologies, lads. (laughs) I do apologize. Um, VGBGs, you will be getting an extra podcast on Friday. You will be getting your Q&A live stream thing on probably Thursday, I would imagine, Wednesday or Thursday. Um, But with it being E3, we do apologize. There won't be an extension to this podcast, but you will still get it earlier than the other lads because we like you more, but don't tell the other lads, all right? Keep <laughs> that between you and me. Uh, now, of course, it's time for my least favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show where we must bid the listener adieu. So say goodbye, Dan Webb. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Rich Walker. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Dean Abdu. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Colin Mahern, Sloan, Gafol. <laughs>